Well, it is another week. This is Andrew Wood, joined as always by pastor and friend Jason Hayes. And, and I'm, I'm going to make the announcement, Jason, that uh, I think COVID is over. I, I, don't, I don't think we haven't talked about that in the, uh, in the news in the last four or five days. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I don't, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe, we, maybe the light at the end of the tunnel we talked about, maybe we've just jumped right out the tunnel. Well, I um, was, it was notable to me that as I was listening to the radio earlier uh, today, uh, as I was headed in um, earlier this morning, I I heard them giving a report related to COVID. One yeah. of the local stations here in town. Of course, I only listen to Joy Six Twenty WRJZ, sure. um, but uh, I did slip over for a moment to listen to some sports talk, yep. and yep. Uh, and they do kind of a daily COVID update, and um, and it actually spoke about like. I think yesterday was their highest yeah. jump yeah. Uh, that they've had in Knox County in yep. may, maybe ever. I think. I mean, it was it was a significant jump. Yeah, and the mayor said something about it, it was a cluster somewhere. Right. So yeah, and uh, and I've heard varying reports and and some of those varying rumors connected to. I mean, even uh, yes, I've I've heard you know where where some of those clusters have come from and things of that sort. And that's not, someone's not, that's not an indictment on them, right, yeah. but um, I'm also not going to on the air say, well, I know who has it. Right. And right. I know who's spreading it to whoever. Yes. It's not that. Uh, yeah, we're going to name names. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're not going to do that. Uh, and so um, it was interesting though, that COVID uh, is, is on the increase uh, at least to a certain In degree. Certain areas, yeah. Right. And, uh, and, and I would be quick to say they also, we're, we're very clear to say this was somewhat anticipated. The concerns are not if we have an increase in numbers. The, the concerns are if we Hospital. deal with issues in our hospitals and, uh, being overrun and I there. I think right now we have one in the hospital right. in Knox County. And, and testing, can they, can they actually, you know, test at the rate they need to? Yeah. And so they feel very comfortable when it comes to those matters. So I think that's part of the reason. That, uh, it doesn't feel as if everyone is acting as if the right. sky is falling. Right. COVID's uh, not over. Right. right. Uh, COVID is not over. However, um, you know, sadly and uh, regrettably, we've had, uh, events that, uh, we just were able just to barely tip our kind of hat to last week. Uh, right. uh, you know, we, we addressed, uh, the George Floyd murder, uh, and, um, we, uh, talked about how grievous it was and and spoke towards that and yet um we did not know what was going to happen when it came to uh the landscape of our society and yeah. when it comes to root uh, to to riots almost said rooting that rooting. would be the combination of riots that's what hamlet does looting. in my yard that's <laughs> yeah, what our pig that's, does that's he what roots. your pig does yeah. uh but riots and looting uh, ha- and protests yeah. and some of which have been, uh, and I would say many of which have been yeah. peaceful and many of which have been, um, fruitful. And then, um, you know, the other side of the equation, uh, which has brought, um, you know, millions of dollars of damage mm-hmm. to businesses and to business owners and, um, in, in a few small cases, the loss of life, yep. um, people being injured. Uh, and unfortunately, just more and more division. And so, uh, it has been uh, a hard week to, to watch the news. It's been a hard week to be an American. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's sad and grievous. Yeah. It's, it's a, you know, I've, I've, I've been saying this for, 
quite a while of when anybody says, oh, how are things going or what do you think about everything? And my first response is, what a time to be alive. I mean, it is yeah. it is insane what, what right. all we've seen just in 2020. We're just into June. Right. And all that we've seen here in Tennessee with tornadoes and pandemic and uh, loss of, uh, I mean, we're, unemployment's at the highest it's ever been on record in, in Tennessee. And then you, you add in uh, what happened in Minneapolis and, and now the protest and the frustration and the anger that comes with that and uh, righteous anger, I think, yeah. in, in, in many ways. Uh, I think the frustrating part as we, as we move forward through what these look like is the uh, there are some both far, far left wing groups like Antifa and far, far right wing groups that are using this as a uh, launching point. Correct. And so they're they're infiltrating the the protests that are that are peaceful for the most part. Right. And then they're breaking windows. And then and then what happens is because all of us have been cooped up for you know two yep. two and a half months, there's a everybody wants to do something. Right. And so if you if you Throw a brick through a window. I mean, I've been a teenager before, right. and if a lot of people were doing it, I might have stepped in right. and done the same. Right. And so, if that ball starts rolling, and you have bad actors that step in and do things, and and and, and then that continues. And yep. what happens? What's the frustrating part for me, and 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 I think for the larger community is, what happens then at that point is the peacefulness of it. And the, the point of the protest in the beginning is now lost. Yep. And so now what we focus on is cities burning. Yeah. And people losing their businesses and, and those type things. And, it, and it's just a, it's a hard thing to navigate. Yeah. You know, I want us to spend a moment, uh, this morning just trying to, to, uh, or this afternoon, I should say, trying to really think about, like, what, what exactly is happening? You know, what, what are we, what are we seeing? So, um, next Wednesday, uh, Dominique Lee, who's one of my dear friends, uh, pastor of Hope Fellowship, a church that we, Shoreline Church, uh, planted, uh, it's been several years now. And, uh, they are just a, f- a fantastic church in the Knoxville community. Uh, Dominique grew up in the Bronx and, uh, Dominique actually, uh, still has family in New York. In fact, one of his brothers is a police officer in New York City. And uh, he and I got together on Monday. Dominique's going to be joining us next Wednesday, uh, which is going to be great. And uh, he actually wanted to come in today, just couldn't couldn't get a schedule to work because he's going to be with us next week. But we were talking uh, just this past Monday about you know what do you what do you think's happening uh you know and 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 why have certain why has this event created what it has and uh and and you know the i will not attempt to to um minimize the length of our conversation into such a sweet time together in fact they're even going to be with us on sunday mm-hmm. at shoreline they've got one more week until they open back up it looks like uh for their sunday gatherings uh, post covid um, again, assuming COVID yeah, is, right. we're in a post COVID season. I don't know, but, um, but, uh, they're going to be with us on Sunday, but I, I don't want to minimize that conversation. Uh, but, but one of the dynamics is COVID yeah. uh, to, to your point, like you have people that have been pent up mm-hmm. and you have this like angst among people. And then you have uh, a, a clear wrongdoing. And then what you also have is you have, um, uh, I think an appropriate response to wrongdoing. And then you have the people that are stirring the pot. And mm-hmm. when you have the stirring of the pot and you have those that are trying to 
bring violence, uh, you know, to, to, to the forefront and people that are trying to, to try almost to kind of get the, the, uh, uh, you know, the pot to really boil to, to a point of where it's just out of control. Uh, then, then man, when you, when you add in the last three months to it, it's, yeah. it's unusual. You know, he, well, I, I gave the illustration said it sometimes feels like some of these groups, you know, uh, they, they want to demonize or to, uh, to make a certain group look bad. And so what they will do is, uh, they will come in and almost do what I used to do to my older brother. I have an older brother that's five years older than me and I would run in and I would basically like punch him in the back mm-hmm. and then run away. And then he would go and punch me back and he would be the one that got in trouble yep. and would look terrible in front yep. of mom and dad, you know, and, and it's truly like to a certain point, uh, there are people that are, I mean, there's so many different reasons for why people are doing certain things in the streets. And even when you think about the masks, I thought about that yeah. uh, today. You know, people are wearing masks, but how much of that is they're wearing masks because of COVID? Yep. And how much of that is they're wearing masks to hide yeah, some of their identity yeah. or hide their actions? And, and, and again, many are doing things that they, they have no reservation about and, and, and nor should they have reservation for people that are peacefully protesting that are that are calling us to to better um you know to 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 better uh systems and processes and 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 calling humanity to a higher level like that yes absolutely like there's no reason to to hide behind anything there yeah. and if you're wearing a mask good for wearing a mask cuz you're wearing it for covid sure. but there are other people that are wearing masks because because they don't want to be seen for yeah. what they're doing and and so i ask you today like what, from from your perspective, and again, you and I would be the first ones to say, like, listen, we are, you know, we we are uh, we have a unique um, upbringing. Sure. We we have been exposed to certain things, and we have not been exposed to certain things. But from your perspective, as you do, I do know you're well read, uh, probably more than you even want to be read yeah, at times. Amen. You know, yeah. You, yeah. as we came in the studio today, you're like, it may be time, yeah. maybe time for me to get off social Turn media. It all off. You yeah. know, but, but you're not just looking at social media. You're reading yeah. the news. You're looking at, uh, you know, a, a, as best we can find unbiased reporting sure. and things of that sort. I don't know if that exists. Yeah. Anymore, I don't know but... if that looks, but we're trying. When you look at it, how might you break down what's happening in the streets or has been happening in the streets the last several nights? Yeah, I think for me it's the, the – and, and I was t- telling you this off air. The, the thing that's really jumped out to me in watching and, – and really what's been most helpful is not the uh, media cameras but the cell phone cameras. Yeah. That's been really helpful because what, what that allows for is just regular dudes and, and citizens – Going out with their cell phones and video and things. Yeah. And so what you see is raw and, and it's, it's unedited. It, it's got terrible language a lot of times, but it, but you see a sense of, 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 of a realness. And, and there was one video in particular and there's like three generations of black men and they're all out there protesting. And one guy is saying, we have to be better. And one guy is saying, we've been fighting for, for 30 years. We're going to keep fighting. And then right. there's a 16 year old that just has his fist clenched. And his, his, his mouth is clenched. His eyes are, are angry. And I'm watching that as a white dude from Cornersville and going, wow, this is real. You have generations that are going, one, one generation saying, 
you, you young man talking to the 16 year old, you gotta, it's up to you. Yeah. We, and what this guy was saying is we failed you. And I don't, I don't necessarily believe that, but what he's saying in that moment is we have to do something. Right. And, and so the anger there, I think is legitimate. I think the anger is, is real. The frustrating part for me is the, the protester aimed at a system that they believe that many believe is, is racist. So systematic racism is what the, the argument is. And, and in order to fix a system, a governmental system, it needs governmental process to fix it. Right. And, and, and where I, where I get angry is we have politicians that have been office for decades and they've done nothing. And, and now they're running in front of a camera to say, we're going to do something. Yeah. But they've done nothing. Yeah, and they, you... and they've not fixed anything. And so, and so I've seen one congressman out of Missouri, I think, put forth a plan to say, Hey, this is, we need some reform here. And, and that's what Congress should be doing. Right. Go to work and work on this. Right. Yeah. Did you see the one report? And I, I, I apologize that I can't attribute it to the, Right person, but, uh, it was Trump. No, no, I'm joking. It was not Trump. It was Biden. No, it wasn't Biden either. It was a, it was a local, or it was a, you know, someone that was running for office and they basically have him on mic. It was like a, a hot speakerphone. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like saying like, <laughs> yeah. I've got to get on. Yep. You've got to put me on the platform. And he basically said it wouldn't be that big of an issue if I wasn't running. Yep. So in other words, what he's saying is I don't really care if yep. I'm not right. It, this is, this is or is not an issue for me if I wasn't running for office here. But I have a primary. But I've got, so. but I've got a primary coming up. You've got to put me on the platform for this. Yeah. And again, that's the point. Like, there's just, it's, it is, there, there's undoubtedly racism. Sure. There's undoubtedly, uh, systemic, uh, major, major corruption at times. Uh, there, there, uh, are, uh, and I want to be also very quick to say, I believe as a whole, uh, the large majority of our police forces across America are really, really good people. And that's the hard part to navigate. Correct. Is you Correct. have, we know that. We know officers. Right. We, we know that most of them are amazing and right. want to serve their communities. Right. But we're dealing with this, this and trying to juggle, well, what does this look like? And that does not, lessen the evil that happened yeah you know not but just a week or so ago so we'll talk more when we come back so we're uh we're laughing off air because um we'll get back into the conversation i do think we need to bring this up though jason so we've been talking about you know again for those of you that are regular listeners you know one of the things that crawls (laughs) all over us are and and again we we I feel like we're constantly you know like not apologizing we're 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 putting a uh, kind of caveat we you know we we have some really great elected officials that are out there some of which are in our community we some also are our friends have, yeah some of our friends you know and uh in fact you know there was there was rumors of Antifa was coming to Knoxville yeah uh and and just even but just a couple of days ago there were uh, two or three different major news art I mean news outlets like major national news outlets that were talking about how Antifa one of their strategies is to move to the suburbs. Yeah, not uh, a good idea. Right, exactly. But that was their reason. Yeah. Their reason is because they know that you will have a higher armed uh population and people that will be much more likely yes. to to respond 
uh, and that is what they're in result. That's what they're in yes. desire is. And so the, the idea is they can actually create more calamity for sure, not by moving uh, around a month, a bunch of folks that are like city dwellers, unarmed. That, you know, that are unarmed, yeah. uh, but, but a bunch of gun toting, you know, suburbanites. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so there's all these rumors that were about, you know, is it Antifa has come to Knoxville. Uh, I saw one specific, you know, my husband is a marshal <laughs> yeah. and he's getting all and he's his loaded guns. up his Tahoe with guns <laughs> yeah, yeah. and all, it's getting passed. From I don't past. think that's what marshals it's do. Getting, no, exactly. Maybe. You know, and I hope that our marshals drive <laughs> something different than a Tahoe as well. You know, maybe. I don't know, but, um, and, and so, I mean, you see all this stuff. So I just texted one of our local officials yeah. and said, is this true? And he immediately responded back. Eris, is there any, truth to this rumor and he said zero i just got off the phone with the sheriff yeah. an hour ago yeah and i'm like thank you this is yeah. helpful thank you for serving thank another for social media thing that happens yeah, rumors yeah, exactly you know and so we 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 think a lot of a number of our sure. elected officials but one of the things that crawls all over us <laughs> is when our elected officials use moments like this to to politicize you yeah. know and they politicize moments like this and so as you've said, you know, one of the things is, hey, you know, if we can just, this is the, you know, look what's happening right now. If you elect me, this isn't going to happen. And you're like, now realize, wait a minute, you, you, you're, you're not, you're not trying to become an elected official for you, the first time. You are. You are an elected official yeah. and have been an elected official for the last 40 years. For longer than I've been You on know, the whatever it may be. Yeah. And, and in fact, Depending on whichever party you may be in, your party very well may have yeah. basically had control over yeah. some of these areas that are being rioted and are, are, are seeing such calamity. Yeah. And so you, you see that, but then our president, <laughs> uh, you know, our president, uh, <laughs> makes the, makes the PR op of going to the church. The church that was burned, that burned the night down. before. Yeah, or at least burnt, not burned down, but burnt. All right. the presidents have gone there. Right. I mean, it, it's a big deal. It was right. set on fire the night before. And the president, uh, after a press conference. I saw someone say, one of the, even the people said it, that maybe, and again, who knows the intent? What was it? But, you know, one person, even from the own, their own party, said yeah. the intent was good. Yeah, right. It was executed Terribly. quite poorly. Yeah. And so I will say, I was talking to my dad this morning, <laughs> the the image of... of the, That's what we were laughing yeah, about. The yeah. image of the president walking in front of the White House, that was a, that was a, a beautiful shot. Yes. Okay? Great yes. video. Yeah. The problem I have is he stands in front of the church and he's holding a Bible. And he's, you can tell he's like, I don't really know what to do right now. I'm the only one standing here. They're taking a bunch of pictures. And so he holds the Bible and then he holds it up like he's uh, preparing for Bible drill. And he just holds it up. And you hear somebody in the background, a reporter say, is that your Bible? And the president goes, it's a Bible. And I was like, oh, oh no, 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 not, yeah, it's, a, again, it's a Bible. And again, I don't know, you know, <laughs> we don't know how much our president reads of, of the Bible. We don't know how much he, he, if he owns his own Bible, we don't know. You yeah. know, we certainly see that he's done some things that actually sure. I think, 
uh, really, you know, that they, he's done things that have helped the pro-life Absolutely. movement. 100%. He's done things that have helped the churches. He's also done some things that have probably been in, in <laughs> opposition to a bit of that. But just the, the visual of it. It was the most Michael wow. Scott thing I've ever said if you, if you watch The Office. But here's the thing. If people are listening to this and, and you're going, oh, but I'm, you know, you, you, you hate Trump. It's Please, not that. That's not. If Jason, if I if got Jason would have walked across. <laughs> And I was watching this video, and Jason just randomly held, held a Bible in there, like didn't that. say anything, like that. didn't make a comment, didn't read a verse, didn't pray, just was sitting there, and somebody in the crowd said, hey, Jason, is that your Bible? And Jason goes, it's a Bible. I would have immediately texted Jason and said, what are you doing, man? What are you doing? You cannot do this. You would have said... You have, have yeah. watched this one. Yeah, what were y'all trying to do a bit? Was oh, this, uh, you know, man. And so that's where we, so. that's where we are. And, 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 the, and we laugh at this. We laugh, and you know, it's almost to the point of sometimes you kind of have to laugh because so much other stuff is, is so grievous. You know, uh-huh. there's some things that you're like, oh man, like this is heavy, heavy, heavy stuff. And so it has been a heavy week, but that was one moment. There was a little bit of levity to me. Yeah, just I, and like, I'll wow. say, I, I saw a lot of posts on Twitter that, uh, were, they were really angry with with the president for doing that. My and maybe this says a lot about me. My initial response wasn't anger; it was laughter. I right. was like, "No one on his team, no right. one on his team said that's not know. that's not the look we're." I going mean, that's for. fine. Walk over to the church, look in, you know, yeah, whatever. Uh, but but don't don't let's, just hold it. Up. Let's like, not let's not uh, do that. And then who Man. gave him the Bible? Because he said it wasn't his. Those so are one of the questions that where did it come from? Literally, when I see scenes like that, uh, and we'll get back to more important matters. But when when I see scenes like that, that is how far my mind runs. Yeah, I, like, like, so like, I start things. going like now again. You're the president of the United States, so so you have a million people around you. Sure. You know. Like, and you've got a million people that are controlling your brand and controlling the yeah. imagery and the brand, you know, like all, all this other stuff. Who, who brought the Bible? Who determined this was the way that that Bible looked like? Was this one we just like re- turned around and said to a staffer, who's got a Bible? Yeah, you which know, uh, like, which translation do you think did they, it was? Did they grab a Bible off the church from the church yeah. and say, did you have, yeah, I mean, I, I you think it was always, ESV? I don't uh, know. Holman I would Christian? say it was probably, um, New I'm gonna King go, James. I'm going to go, um, I'm going to go NIV. Oh, you think so? Right there. That's probably, yeah. Yeah. I would, it would, see, I see it would Trump as an, an NIV guy. But I can see. Yeah, I'm an ESV guy. I see Maybe Trump the message. A... You think it was the, the message? <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Maybe without, 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 uh, our, our, our very intelligent listeners, uh, inferring anything that I would be putting into this, uh, the message might be a good option. <laughs> Could have been. Who knows? Oh, Who man. That may be, let's get back on topic be before we, uh, yeah. receive too many emails, uh, today. You yeah. Know? Well, you know, and, and, and again, I, I do think there, I, I posted something on, online yesterday that w- all of us, I think, in, in moments like this during COVID and, and, and different things, we feel as if we have to be glued to social media and we have to be the first to say something and respond. And, and I think we also, even in, in difficult times like this, need to find moments of laughter. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I tell you, I mean, this, this week I've, uh, I mean, yesterday I sat at my desk and I was just, I was just tired. Yeah. And, and exhausted and, you know, I've, I've done some writing this week and, and just different things. And, and yeah, and I would encourage our listeners to, 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 to go and check out what you wrote. 
Uh, tell them where they can see it. Yeah, that they can find it at investinghope.com. You can, it's good. It's, it's a blog post. But, but you know, we, we have a – it gets exhausting when we wrap up in all of that. Uh, but sometimes we do need to, even in these moments, find laughter. I remember when my, when my granddad died, and it was, a, it was a, a very sad moment at his funeral. But I remember sitting back with my brothers and my uncle and my dad and, and f- family and friends – and laughing in the funeral home. Yeah. And, and because even in moments of like that. You're not laughing about death. Sure. Nor are we telling people to no, laugh. No, not at all. We're not telling them to find laughter in the, in, about these events. But to, you know, laugh with your children. Yeah. It's uh, okay to do that. It, 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 to try to find some of the things that, that we can still find some joy in. And we're going to talk more when we come back about where's Jesus in the midst of yeah. all of this. Now that's a good one. That is a classic. An absolute classic. Which city? Uh, I would say... The Detroit? Uh, Seattle? <laughs> you think that's what they're talking about? I don't think so. No. Uh, no, but I'm just saying, if we were going to say a city's built on rock and roll, you think which Seattle? one would it be? I would say... I mean, Seattle, like, for a season, but not really... Cornersville? Yeah. I think it's <laughs> probably... I think that's yeah. probably was that guy one of your relatives. That he, wrote was, that? Yeah. he was. He was. He uh, was. Man, that dude could drive a tractor. <laughs> he actually wrote that while while bailing hay. Oh, so we left off somewhere along the way in this discussion. We've gone all kinds of different directions today, but we were just talking about what exactly has been happening in the streets. And again, we're going to spend next week uh, really having, a, I think, what's going to be a really insightful and fruitful conversation with Dominique Lee, the pastor of Hope Fellowship here in Knoxville, Tennessee, uh, talking about uh, some of these issues and talking about the presence of racism and talking sure. about what are things that we can really do that, that that are helpful, things that are more than simply a social media post. And I, I'm not demeaning those things or no, certainly not shaming someone who's done that, but, but what more can we do? And so we're going to have that conversation next week. So if you wonder, does today feel a little incomplete? Possibly. Uh, but today we're really just trying to kind of diagnose what we're seeing. I mean, one of the things that's crazy, again, is, Andrew, you, you see the clear parties that or and I don't even mean political parties. I'm talking about just groups of people um, that, that have varying motivations mm-hmm. in it. Have you seen any of these reports where like pallets of rocks or or bricks yeah. are basically just showing up on street corners basically to to. um you know, to weaponize yeah. people for the sake of looting. And, and you're like, that, that clearly is being birthed and being delivered by people that have different motivations than those that are doing peaceful protests. Yeah. And, and, and if, if you look at that, we have a, uh, and some people may not know this, but there is a segment of protesting that has been almost commercialized right it's a business right and so that there's folks that will pay people to riot right. people, pay people that, to protest. they'll ship people absolutely in, that's why in. that's why uh, last week uh there in minneapolis they said everybody we arrested tonight was from out of state right and so what you have is you have people being flown in bust in uh to cause uh, uh as much damage as possible you right. had here here in tennessee you had a a guy from East Tennessee in go to Nashville and set fire to a historic courthouse. Right. Um, it, obviously, the, the motivation there is not justice for George Floyd. It is I want to cause damage. Right. And get attention. Right. And and so uh, and so what happens? And and even some of the the cell phone videos that I've seen, you you have peaceful protesters saying, "Look, 
Y'all have to stop this. You're, you're crushing because our what you're here. doing is they're going to report on this and not on what we really want to be saying. Right. And and that's the hard part is you have the vast majority of folks are, are doing it for the right reason, and then you have a few bad folks come in and do bad things, and that gets the attention. And because that's how our our media corporation right. is is operated. Right. I will tell you, and that makes for better television in their uh, mind. Yeah. But yeah. I will tell you through this time, what, and I think with COVID too, what's been impressive, uh, is local markets, local television markets. And so here in yeah. Knoxville, uh, around these cities in Minneapolis, in DC, as the riots are happening, the local news is what you need to pay attention to because they're out there, they're paying attention, they don't have an agenda, they're just talking to you. And it's yeah. been, it's been interesting to watch. And the sad part is, the the way our current environment is is those local media outlets are getting less funding right than the than the national ones right yeah i uh i i would agree that it feels like at least here in knoxville i, I would tip my hat to sure. our local news um it feels like they're trying to at least tell a story of what is accurately yeah. happening, at least here in Knoxville. And I would say the vast majority of the protest in Knoxville has been super peaceful. Correct. Even Glenn Jacobs, the mayor, Absolutely. came out the other day and said, this is awesome. This is what, yeah. this is what it's about. Absolutely. And, and so and, it's and been very, very good. And one of the things that's been heartbreaking is so many of those stories are not getting yeah. news. Like, like how many reports have you had to like dig through to find and to see where like, uh, you know, like, White and black brothers and sisters are all are are together and marching together and like praying together and embracing one another. Well, and even even and cops and sheriffs yes. coming out and saying we're putting down our baton and yeah, we're gonna well, this, march with you. Yeah, like one specific, they said we're changing this from a protest to yeah. a parade, and they and they went together. But it feels like you're having to get like yeah. eight pages in to find those reports. And man, I just want to continue to say, like, for those of you that are per are are part of those things that are healing and that are Christ exalting and things that are, that are, that are helpful for our community. Like do not be discouraged because you're not getting the press or do not be discouraged because stupidity that's happening is the things that's getting the most headline. Stay with it. Stay with it. It is valuable. It's meaningful. It is helpful. It's fruitful. And I believe that it's God honoring. And so, you know, just because your act of loving your neighbor didn't get on the news as loud as something else got on the news does not mean that somehow God missed it, nor does it mean that somehow your other neighbors missed it. And that's that's where we're we're really going to see change. And we were talking earlier that that for a lot of folks, especially if you watch the cable news, uh, you would think the Savior is going to come from the Oval Office. Right one party or the other. Right. The reality is that's not where we're going to get find our salvation. Right. And, it, and and nor in any other office in Washington. Absolutely. DC. And so we have to as communities come together, the church needs to stand up. Mark Dever had a great quote where he said, uh, cities and countries have come and gone, but one thing that's been consistent through uh, time is the church, capital right. C. Right. It's going to be consistent through COVID, it's going to be consistent through protests. That the gospel has to stand up. And so if we want to see transformation in our communities and reconciliation, that comes with gospel work. That doesn't come by, uh, by some vote. Now we, we are engaged in that process, but we have to first start with loving our community. Right. And that's our neighbors. Right. And, 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 you know, for me as a pastor, I think a lot of people want me to play the role of an activist. Mm-hmm. 
And I would say, you know, first and foremost, God has called me to be a pastor. Uh, and God's called me to pastor a certain people. With that said, uh, I believe the way that I pastor them creates an activism in them that, that, that might not look like stereotypical activism. It might or might not look like, Hey, I've, I've, I've gone to the, the street corner and, or I'm a part of a parade. Some weeks it will. Sometimes no. it will. Sometimes it won't. But here's what it's going to do. If we as gospel pastors and we as gospel believers, individuals, if we would continue to allow the things of God to, to envelop our heart, to shift and to shape our heart, then it will impact all of this other stuff. And I so appreciate, uh, again, we're going to talk to Dominique next week, uh, but he put a clip out, just not, but just, uh, I think it was actually from a sermon he had preached a couple weeks ago that, uh, was somewhat even before some of these things. And he's talked about it's not enough for us just to have good theology. Uh, you know, it's not enough for us just to have, uh, to, to have good theology and to have good thinking. You know, Jesus himself was the incarnation. It was God made man. God made flesh. And so we have to like take our thinking and our theology and put it into practice. And so that is what, um, that is what we have to, to do in moments like this. And it goes back to your point. Our theology reminds us that there is going to be no one person that rescues us, but Jesus. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately we really do want to say either someone in an office is going to rescue us or we're going to rescue us. We are going to rescue ourselves. We are going to take action that fixes all of this. And do I believe that we can still take action? Yes. Should we take action? Yes. But do we in those moments sometimes think we are going to be the solution? Unfortunately, yes. Yeah. And it, so take the action, but do it with the power of God. Do it with the wisdom of God and do it with the faith that God will be the one that can heal and can help. Well, and carrying that burden and that weight of I'm going to fix this is exhausting. Exhausting. And and impossible. Right. And so not only are you going to carry that weight and burden, you're never going to fix it. Right. And it's also porous because you can only you've only got so much capacity yep. for so many issues. Yep. And that's the that's the hard part. There's so many. We were talking off air earlier that there's so many Things, if, if we put a list together of things that bother us or things that we, we want to stand uh, against or stand for, we would have no time to do anything and else. And these are not things that we just kind of like have a little bit of a small no, conviction like, about. Things that like legitimately would warrant a very loud no. voice for. Yeah, and so we have to uh, – we're going to ha- – and, and look, I've struggled with this too when it comes to the issue of abortion. I remember having a conversation with my wife one day. We were getting ready for a church picnic at a previous church where I was on staff. And we're, so the, the service is going on and we're getting everything together. And I just, because my mind was racing, I just looked at her and I said, why doesn't even anybody care? And she looked at me and went, what are you talking about? <laughs> and I said, no one cares about abortion. If they cared, they'd be doing this and this. And she was like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh wow. Okay. She said, well, they do care, but, but that's, there's so many things to care and, about. And the way they care might look a yeah. little bit different. And, and so I think right. at times like this, we, we, we say things like, why doesn't anybody care? They do. Yeah. The vast majority of the populace cares deeply about this issue. The vast majority of the populace was, was calling for the arrest of that officer in Minneapolis. 
and were excited to see that he was yep. finally arrested. The vast majority of the populace is wanting to see some reform and some change. But but the way they say it and the way they do it may look a little bit different. And so are we a grace people or, or not? And, and, and the same thing goes with folks that are angry right now. Are we a grace people to go, okay, where is this anger coming from? It probably it could be coming from a, a righteous place. Right. And those are the questions that we wrestle with as gospel people. We just have to continue in every action we take. We have to continue to look at our heart. And we have to put our heart before the Father and say, Lord, teach us, shape us, mold us. And if it's not of you, then let us step aside. We'll be back. That's a good one, too. Is that That's from a movie. What movie is that from? I have no. Beverly Hills Cop. Oh! Not one to watch with your kids. Beverly Hills Cop. No, I wouldn't encourage no. that. Uh, but man, Eddie Murphy was in his prime at that point. Yeah, have, have you found that some of the movies that we kind of thought were classics, <laughs> uh, and even some movies, not that would not be an example, but right. some movies that we we felt like were a little bit more family friendly, yeah, that not. we then go and attempt to show to our kids, and you're like, oh, yeah, oh, not, wow, not at all. I don't, I don't remember that. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's interesting for sure. Yeah. You know what else is interesting is launching things into space. Wow, that is a great segment or segue right yeah, there. I mean, you know, uh, a pro. Yeah, so. and and speaking of pros, let me continue on. <laughs> uh, what about them putting, uh, you know, two American astronauts mm-hmm. on the space station, International Space Station, uh, this on. last week? It Come was. On. Did you watch much of that? Yes. Yeah, so I, I just basically demanded off air. I was like, listen, with the, the yep. we've got to at least acknowledge this. We're going to continue to talk about all the events that are sure. happening. Uh, and again, as I said, we'll, we'll talk more about the conversation but we've been having next week. But this is a big event. deal. And I'm going to let you know, it was, I felt like I was watching a movie. I mean, watching, uh, one, the launch, because it's just crazy how much, how different it is. I mean, I think about like when the Challenger exploded right. for forever ago. Uh, when I was a kid, like, like you had none of the behind the scenes. You literally had one yeah. shot, like one shot of the astronauts, like walking to the spaceship or, you know, right. and then you see it take off yeah. and eventually you see it explode, you know, yeah. like the drama that was connected and like how like nervous I was because you're watching, yeah. you're watching them in. Well, and, the shuttle. And, and two, you know? they were supposed to do it on Wednesday in the weather. Right. So the weather brought in a whole nother, uh, but it's interesting to me. You actually believe we put people in space. That's what I find <laughs> funny. I mean, you, you yeah. believe the earth is round and yes, that we yes, put people on the moon. Yes. I, and then I, we actually send somebody I'm to not space. A, I'm not a, <laughs> I'm not the conspiracy theorist. I do, do believe yeah, that I it too. actually happened, you too. know, but it was yeah, just it was crazy, amazing. like watching, inside of of this rocket that they're going yep. in and then watching it's like a all Tesla. The, it is amazing yeah. i mean i was just and then watching them you know however many hours 18 hours after uh launch to then get to the uh international space station them talking about they were at one point going 17,000 yeah. miles yeah. per hour yeah the van can't do that no no it's like 165 yeah, ex- yeah at least yeah, and, and but, so the the interesting thing too and and I don't think I think because of a lot of other things that are going on it's not getting the the news that it that it probably deserves but 
is Elon Musk like our Ben Franklin, our Thomas yes. Jeffrey, Tom Edison? Like yes, he. It is amazing what that man has has done. The, that bo- the boring group or yeah. whatever it is, like that is fascinating stuff. I don't yeah. know how many of you guys have, are familiar I mean, with that, but scary, what they're doing, but yeah, I mean, yeah it, what they're it is crazy. trying to have tunnels within the ground. Yeah, of they, California. and they, they have it yeah. already done in Las Vegas. Yeah. They've completed one. Yeah, and so it, I mean, it is it is crazy. I mean, he partnered Tesla partnered with NASA. Yeah, but you can tell by SpaceX, looking SpaceX, right, which is, right. Yeah. But you can tell by looking at the. And everything on the inside of that, Elon's team had a lot more to do with that than NASA. Yeah, it sure I looks mean, that it, way. it is very much like I'm sure the funding helped sure. from the from NASA, but I mean the 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 partnership between a private sector and the government in terms of sending people to space, yeah, is is amazing. Another thing that I thought was interesting is the two guys that went up are also married to astronauts. Yes, which makes sense because if you're an astronaut. And you've gone to space and you've seen the Earth from above. It would be hard to be married to a normal person. Yeah, and be like, oh, I mean, look at the moon, and then they'd be like, oh, like I'm well, not, honey, you know. I mean, listen, I love you, but when I when I touched it with my hand, yeah. I mean, of course they didn't go. Yeah. They're not going to the moon, but, but, but you know, yeah. But it it, it it makes sense that they're astronauts married to astronauts. Yeah, I get that. But it was, uh, yeah, it was something, man. It was it was really cool. One of my all time favorite comedians is Brian Regan. No, oh, yeah, uh, and good. and Brian Regan has the I walked on the moon. Uh, uh, clip and he talks about how, you know, there's always kind of the, like the me monster, the guy that's like in the, in the crowd, you yeah. know, you're at the restaurant. He, I think, used the illustration like the bar, you know, and, and someone's like, well, you know, I, I shot a, a four under on that right. golf course. And again, the guy, the next guy's like, oh yeah, well, you know, cool. I, I actually shot a, you know, six under. And then the one guy that eventually some guy's like, well, you know, I, I, uh, you know, I actually have the course record there and it gets eventually and then, He's like, you just, it just continues to escalate. You know, yeah. think there's always something better. He said, but what about the guy who's like, I, I walked on the moon. Yeah, you can't really be. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's just, that, really that would it. kind of be that case in the marriage. I mean, so. imagine being in your yard, looking up and going, I was there. <laughs> yeah. I was there on that moon. Hey, so listen, next week we will come back. We'll continue this important conversation. We're excited about it. Hope you have a great week. Continue to seek Jesus and honor him in every way possible.